Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. 36-yard line of Philly. Shotgun snap to Hertz. Dropping back. Only one person rushing. Hertz looking, standing still, winding up. Long pass. It lands at the 20. No one is there. Zeros on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57 on a game-winning field goal. Trailing at 10. At the halftime stop, 24-14, they go on to win 38-35. What a game. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and we are here with episode 381 of the podcast. And I, no, I am not alone. I am here with me, or as always, joining me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. So we are continuing our play through NCAA 14 uh, Dynasty Mode Year four, our FAU Owls, we are undefeated, playing in our conference championship game. We're going to kick that off against Florida International right now. I'm up first, and then Justin's going to get us started with our topic tonight, which is the continuation of our 2023 NFL preview. This is part two, Justin, and we're doing the South Divisions. And as always, we're starting in the NFC. Okay, yeah, so we're going to start in the NFC South. Um, Kind of a, not kind of, was an absolute dumpster fire last year. Um, there were no good teams in that division last year. Zero. Uh, the the Bucks won the division and made the playoffs, but were infinitely worse than they had been. So the bad. year before. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it would be more fun if the what was it was it the were any all think, of them in like well, contention? The Panthers. I think the Panthers. I don't know if they were in contention through week eighteen. But they were in the week seventeen because of the way they had like come on strong for the guy they did not give the job to. Um, <laughs> and again, that's not a statement against Frank Reich. Like I, I like Frank Reich, um, but kind of felt like Wilkes had earned it. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. I also I'm a fan of Frank Reich, so right. Um, so that's a different issue. But um, but all of that aside. Yeah, like in terms of like the second half of the season, like I kept waiting for the Bucks to like get hot the last couple of weeks, you know, or you know make a run in the playoffs because they'd kind of shown the year before that the regular season doesn't matter. Um, you know, if they hit the playoffs, you know, strong, they're they're a contender. Yeah, that none of that happened. So um, it was awful, and you have some teams that were already in their rebuild. Um, and you have some 
other teams that are starting their rebuild now. And you have a team in the Saints that I'd say is is still trying to cling to uh, I maybe a maybe a remodel instead of a rebuild. You know, like instead of they're trying to like swap out individual pieces instead right. of uh, tear it down to the ground. So where this division goes, I I know I feel like it's fairly wide open. And while we have had very similar, if not the same, I'm already forgetting. Um, you know, runs through this first couple like divisions. Um, I feel like we could be in for some differences tonight just because I feel like the NFC South is as wide open as they're going to get. Yeah. I mean, if you told me any of those four teams are going to win it this year, I would say, okay, I just feel like it's completely up in the air. Anyone can win this division. I'm going to cut in here in our discussion. Well, first yeah, off, yeah. I was one incorrect. We are not playing Fort Florida International. We are playing UTEP. Not that that really matters to anyone listening to this as an audio podcast, but we are playing against UTEP in our conference championship game. It's a number one versus number 24. Back to the topic at hand, the NFL talk. My dad did message me. He got his AFC... Um, an NFC South picks in, so I'll go over his NFC South here before we touch on our four, three, two, and one. He's going one, two, three, four. So his top team, the one he thinks will win the NFC South in 2023, will be the Carolina Panthers. So he's riding with Coach Frank Wright and the new rookie quarterback Bryce Young, because I assume he's going to get the job. I don't see why he wouldn't. Then he has New Orleans second followed by Atlanta, and he has Tampa Bay just two years removed from a Super Bowl championship being the worst team in the NFC South. And like I just said, that very easily could play out. There's, oh, yeah. You could put these teams in any order, and I think you could say it's likely. So he went Carolina 1, New Orleans 2, Atlanta 3, Tampa Bay 4. Yeah, the NFC South was not great last year. Like you said, there were teams that were already starting a rebuild in Carolina. New Orleans was sort of treading water. Tampa Wet Bay was trying to eke out one last run, but it just didn't go their way. And Atlanta had already quasi moved on. They were in the middle of a rebuild, but things didn't look awful. They had a really good team, or at least a better team than I think many expected them to have. I think at the entering the year, people thought they were a two, three win team, I think. Right. And they, they proved everyone wrong. Um, finishing were they seven and ten? Is that what they were last year? I think year? they were, yeah. Yeah, so uh, not a bad year from the Falcons at all. And they went through Marcus Mariota, but ended up then playing Desmond Ritter. It looks like based on no movement elsewhere, that he's going to get the job this year and see if he can uh, improve and be the uh, the new franchise guy. Their former franchise guy, Matt Ryan, moved on to Indianapolis in a trade last year. Uh, he was released and is no longer in the NFL. He took a media uh, spot, but he said it was not a retirement, which I think more has to do with, uh, I guess, availability of the money that may be owed to him or even... Um, not giving up like health and you know the benefits package right, to say right. that hey I'm not retired I'm just working the, here until the team has a need which could very well happen. But getting back to it, Justin, um, since you're up there, I'll start with. Did you didn't give your number four right? No, I didn't. I didn't yet. Okay, well then I will. Uh, I will jump in and uh, and give you mine. Oh boy, this is tough. Um, yeah. This is really tough because 
Well, for all the reasons we just said, any of these four teams can win it. Now, I think I'm going to go – honestly, I'm going to go with my dad. I'm going to say Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is my number four because okay. uh, it's either going to be Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield, and I don't think Ooh. either instills much confidence. They're having an issue with one of their better defensive players contract-wise. They've lost a bunch of studs. I know they have some decent offensive weapons, but if the quarterback can't get it done, you're not going to be any good. And honestly, looking at the other quarterbacks in the league, I, I think Tampa Bay could be in the worst position. Maybe Baker Mayfield can be a a top fifty top top fifteen guy, like top half of the league. But I feel like that's his ceiling. And when that's your ceiling, and he doesn't always hit it, you're not going to get a lot done. Desmond Ritter is still kind of an unknown. Uh, Derek Carr's now in New Orleans and Carolina has Bryce Young, a complete unknown, but has a lot of talent. Obviously he was the number one pick in the draft. So I honestly, I go with my dad. I think Tampa Bay might be the worst team in that division. I, I, I think Tampa Bay is going to regress. Were they, were they nine and eight or eight, and nine last year? I thought they were eight, and nine. Okay. They're one of those right around 500, but I think they drop off. I think they could go six and 11. Yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. Um, and think about this. They, they won the division last year, but they were bad. Right. So uh, if I when I'm running through their schedule and, you know, I look at it, they start with the Vikings on the road. That's a tough one. They play the Bears. I know we haven't gotten to the Bears, but I feel like the Bears were trending in the right direction where the Buccaneers are. I think the second half of the season for the Bears last year was so much better. They play the Eagles in week three. They play the Saints in week four. Okay, you know, who knows there? But then they play the Lions. Then they play the Falcons. The Saints were beating the Bucks when Brady so, and the Bucks right. were at their peak. So basically, like you look at like games they that where they may where I where it might be a toss up are basically their division games because then after that second division game they go and they're at the Bills. Then they have the Texans. So a non division game that could be a toss up and the Titans. So they do get the AFC South. So that does. Help that them helps a them a little bit because those cause, teams aren't much better. Right, because then they play the Colts. Other than maybe the but then Jags. they have the Panthers, Falcons, but then they play the Packers, who huge question mark. But then they end with the Jags, Saints, and Panthers. So the first half of their schedule is bad um, for them. The second half of their schedule is potentially like some room to, to get some wins, but I, I don't I don't think they're they're looking very hot. Um I I basically would have to look all right, I, I the Panthers finished stronger last year with some of their younger guys starting to step up. Um, you have a complete rebuild there. Um, they're going to need Bryce Young to be uh, number one overall caliber quarterback. Um, and then, yeah, I mean they they've got what could be some weapons for him, um, more than at least what some number one overall quarterbacks have had the last few times at least when they first started. So we'll have to see, but um, I'm, I'm just trying to think Atlanta. I, I don't feel like Atlanta's as bad as that. I feel like Atlanta yeah. overachieved. I don't want to say overachieved because that means like, I think they're going to drop back down. Right. I think they could be, I feel like they could just be just as good. If not, yeah. even maybe a little better. This I could, year. I could see the bucks and you know what else? And this, this will sound crazy, but, I, I feel like the Bucks are going to lose, and they're going to lose a lot, and everybody will be like, see, another team is terrible once Tom Brady left. They were terrible last year when Tom yeah, Brady was there. Yeah, they were very there. good with him. So. Um, you know, so, I, but, yeah, you know that's a storyline we're going to hear. So 
for that reason, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Bucks as the second worst team. All right, so my dad. Or sorry, the, the worst team. I, I don't my know dad, you, and me are all on the same page to start Tampa Bay at number four. Yep. Why don't you go with your number three next? Okay, so for my number three, um, whew, my number three, I'm going to go with the Saints. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to say we are not in agreement on okay, this. Thing. Okay. I and I this is going out on a limb. So I just I feel like they think Derek Carr's the answer. I feel like there's issues there. You know, like um I can't even think who's the big receiver there. Michael um, Thomas? Yeah, Michael Thomas has like kind of like not well, he's not played a lot of the last 2 years mostly because of like him either sitting out or like injuries or sitting out and injuries. And it's just been weird, right? I feel like it's hard for when guys are in that situation to then all of a sudden just be like, oh, yeah, and come back and still be one of the best players in the league. You know what I mean? Sure. I I feel like the defense was, was still fine last year. I, I just don't know that this team is very different than the Raiders team that Derek Carr just left. Does that make sense? Like they've got, they've got some, they've got some pieces. I don't know that I disagree with you on that. Now, now to be fair, I think Derek Carr's an upgrade to anything that the saints had a quarterback last year. Like I'm, I'm not a Derek Carr hater. Like I, I Derek Carr was not the problem in my mind in Oakland, but I feel like I'm not sure he's good enough to get the, to, be the answer in New Orleans. Does that make sense? Like, I think he is a quarterback that's good enough in the right situation. I do am not confident enough that New Orleans is quote unquote the right situation. I, so. I think it, and maybe this is fool's gold matching their helmets. <laughs> I just wonder or, or think they kind of, I don't want to say they went, they didn't go all in last year. But I feel like they thought they were better than others thought. And we kind of talked about this on our preview, and I heard Ross Tucker say it too, that the Saints were making trades. You know, this was in the draft a year ago with the Eagles. Right. That the the Saints thought they were close, that they could compete for a division title and then a conference championship in the Super Bowl. And I think most people were like, no way. And Ross backtracked a little and because I thought he was going to have him at like five, six, seven wins. He ended up thinking that they were about a nine-win team going into last season. And uh, I, I don't know. I feel like they sort of performed uh, as what everyone kind of expected them to uh, last year. But they thought they were like a 10-11-win team, I, I think. But they end, what did they end up last year? They were 7-10. and 10, So they – I feel like they were right where we thought. So – the Buccaneers were 8-9. You were right. They were under 500. 8-9 won the division at 8-9. But then the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons all tied at 7-10. and 10. So three-way tie for second and last at 7-10. to 10. One, Each one game back from the division. So that's you look at the, the moves the teams have made. And while Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady this past year, I still think he's better than everything that's in the division now. So losing him is a huge issue for the Buccaneers. So they were eight and nine. I think they're dropping to to five, five and twelve, six and eleven. We both had them in fourth. So did my dad. 
Here we are in third place. You're going with the Saints. That's where they were last year at 7-10. and 10. They, they added Derek Carr. They got rid of Jameis Winston. Um, or no, they didn't get rid of Jameis Winston. He's no, just not he's the starter. Back. He's back, they, which I think surprised everyone right. that he came back or that they retained him uh, as as essentially a backup. Oh, oh I thought he was going to oh. catch that on the ricochet. But all this to say, I don't have the Saints in third. You do. What What do you think their record's going to be? I put them at like eight wins. I'll put them at eight wins. So you think a slight improvement, eight and nine? Yeah. Okay. So a little bit better than last year, but still down in third place for the Saints. That's Justin. Again, and my dad had the Falcons in third place. I am going to go. Man, this is tough. You know, I think I'm going to go Carolina in third. Okay. They were seven and ten last year. They added Bryce Young. They had a quarterback carousel of veterans in and out. You know, they had Sam Darnold. They had Baker Mayfield. Uh, did they? They had PJ Walker, right? Yeah. Um, they played well for Steve Wilkes. You know, the second half of the season, uh, they did not retain him. He moved on. They brought in Frank Reich. They drafted Bryce Young. Uh, they traded away DJ Moore in in the trade with the Bears to move up for that first pick. I think they're a good team. I, I don't honestly. They might be better than seven and ten this year, but something is just telling me t- that they're not quite ready. But again, it would not shock me at all if this team went like ten and seven and won the division. Right. Not a surprise at all. I am just gonna say I think Carolina is the third best team, and it may be via tiebreaker. I'm gonna put them again at seven and ten in third place, a game or two ahead of Tampa Bay. I don't I don't think that would be a bad showing, even though it would be an identical record. If you have a rookie quarterback that wins seven games, that's pretty darn good. I don't think the talent in Carolina is awful. I don't think it'll be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, they weren't this past year. I think it'll take a little bit of time to get the offense to gel. Bryce Young will have his hiccups, as all rookie quarterbacks tend to do. But in the end of the day, I think they're set up well for the future, and I think it'll be... It's the start of a new era, and I think it'll be off to a good start. I just don't see them being a playoff team this season. So that'll take us to second place then. I'll go here, Justin, and say my second place team is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. I'm one of the Falcons at, at second place. I think they're going to be a little bit better than 7-10. and 10. I have them at 8-9. and nine. I was a fan of Desmond Ritter coming out of Cincinnati last year, I and I think getting an entire offseason and a training camp and everything, I wouldn't be surprised if he shows improvement. And with him and Mariota last year, they were 7-10. and 10. And I think Desmond Ritter leading the, the group and with the acquisitions they made, I know people were kind of in shock that the B. John Robinson went to them so early, but he could be used in a hybrid Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, kind of like a jack-of-all-trades, a master at running back slot, Wide receiver, they can use them everywhere. If they use them correctly, I think it'll really help. I mean, think about the offense that they have there. They've had with, they with have, Kyle Pitts. They have arguably what people would have considered Drake the, London, the, like some of the in terms of pure offensive weapons, maybe three out of the top five guys in the last two drafts that that have gone. Now they haven't lived up to that hype, and, and Drake London would be you know a question mark there, but. First year receiver with a whole new um, 
like, system, multiple system quarterbacks. And, and quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Like, I, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm having a tough time with where I'm going to go, but I'm going to go with the Panthers in second place. Um, you, you mentioned all those things with the Panthers. Um, and I'm kind of on board with that. I, I think they're still, I think they're going to be right around eight wins too. So I kind of have the win total the same as the Saints, but I think, I think the Panthers are trending in the right direction, whereas the Saints are not. And so without going into a week by week schedule and figuring out tiebreakers, I'm going to give that tiebreaker to the Panthers. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, um, I, I like- for, for our purposes, I'm going to go with the, 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 how does it feel? And I feel like eight wins for the Panthers feels a lot different, even though I know that's only a minor improvement over last year, than the eight wins would feel for the Saints. You know what I mean? Like, feel like eight wins for the Saints still leaves you in a spot where it's like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Um, whereas eight wins for the Panthers would be like, okay, solid first year under the new coach, you know, like, and, and rookie quarterback. And then they'd hope to be making the next jump to over 500 and fighting for a playoff spot the next year, you know? Um so I, I, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I'm going to go with the Panthers in second place for my second place team. Okay. All um, right, so then hit us with your number one. I'm going to go with Atlanta in number one. I think um, that Bijan Robinson, and this is crazy because we talked about Bijan Robinson plenty uh, in <laughs> leading up to the draft and stuff like that. And while I think he's good, I have no idea, to be honest, I have no idea how how good he really is. Um, I didn't watch a lot of a ton of Texas games because – well, to be honest, Texas hasn't played in a ton of big games, you know. Right. Um, and yeah. So anyway, I, I haven't watched a ton of Texas games, but if if he's anything close to what he's hyped up to be, not only is he good, but he's going to make their picks from the last two years better in Kyle Pitts. Like Kyle yeah. Pitts, I I won't say he struggled, but like he didn't like revolutionize their offense like some people thought he would. But he was all they had. And then you have Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and they couldn't really get on the field at the same time, and like they didn't have a quarterback set right. up. Well, now Desmond Ritter's a year in, like you said, and hey, they're going to find out a lot, but now they've got weapons. They've got weapons at every level of their offense now, and so um, I think it's going to be enough in this division to to get it done. And the and more... I'm only going like nine wins. Like, nine and I eight. think, right. So I have two eight nine and teams eight, and eight, a nine, nine right. seven and ten, so like, six and eleven. It, it's a free-for-all, like I said kind of at the beginning. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree. We're, we're right on the same page. They're all within two or three wins of each other, just like last year. And, you know, you, you mentioned you have three dynamic offensive weapons, all young, all expected to get better as the season goes and as their careers go. The more you have on offense, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out. The more the defense has to respect each and every one of them. And if you have that many weapons, it's hard to have more than one guy pay attention to them. And unless you're playing a just super dynamic defensive team like the Miami Dolphins, who have Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, uh, I'm trying to hype myself up, Justin, for a month from now when yeah. we're talking AFC East. Oh, God. Um, how are you going to cover these guys? Especially because Drake London and Kyle Pitts are big bodies. Right. right. So, yeah, I, I don't – I mean, I have the Falcons in second. You have them in first. So my first place team, obviously, the New Orleans Saints by default since I already mentioned the other three teams. I, I am right there with you, Justin. I don't know that – if a team that wins this division, I, I don't see one getting to more than 10 wins. So I would say I'd have the Saints winning this division at – 
nine and eight, maybe 10 and seven, if things break correctly, maybe they take three out of four from the AFC South, you know, and they go four and two against their division right there, seven wins. Um, and for whatever team ends up in first, that's probably the roadmap for them. Go three and one against the AFC South and then go four and two against your divisional opponents and hope to win a few others. That'll get you to about 10 wins. That'll win that division. So I'm going with the Saints. Just I, I think Derek Carr is an upgrade. I, and I'm with you. I don't think he was the problem in Las Vegas. So I think he's an upgrade there. They performed pretty well. well last year, 7 and 10. I think they have done enough and have second-year group. I, I know there's a question mark with Kamara and what's going on in the backfield, but I, I've, I've always undervalued the Saints. I know. It, it's just funny that we sit here and I, you're the one who's picking up. I'm the on, one hyping up yeah, the, the and Saints. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, and maybe that'll come back to bite me. Maybe I should undervalue them. They should, I am but excited. I am excited to see which key weapon they give to the Eagles right before the season. So, like that would that would be fantastic again. So, um, well, maybe it'll be Kamara, and then he'll be suspended for eight weeks. Oh, God. So, I I don't know. There's just something saying go with New Orleans, give them a shot here. Maybe Derek Carr has a nice year changing teams. I have them, like I said, nine and eight, ten and seven, one eighth division. It could be by tiebreaker, uh, but that's where I'm at. So uh, I have Tampa Bay at four. I have Carolina at three, Atlanta at two, and the Saints winning the division and finishing first in right. the NFC South. Yeah, and I had Tampa in last place, New Orleans in third place, Carolina in second place, and the Falcons winning the South. So, right. man, your uncle's going to need to be on that one because I guarantee we won't I'll, remember it. Right. I, <laughs> I mean, I may just because the Saints is kind of like out there. But what I'll probably be more likely to remember is that I was down on the Saints, you know. But, um, yeah, we'll see. It wouldn't surprise me if the Saints made a run. Like, if everything clicks there, I think they're the best team. Does that make sense? Like, oh, you think they have the highest ceiling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This year, I feel like they have the highest ceiling. I just feel like, man, it's been a long time since everything's clicked in New Orleans, right? Like, right. even when Breeze was there, it's been a long time since everything clicked. Um, oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, oh my gosh. Nice oh. run. Um, but, yeah, so are we ready to move on to the AFC North? Yeah, and when I get back and not, when I'm done, North. hopefully scoring a, a touchdown. AFC South, sorry. Uh, AFC yeah, AFC South. South. I, I'll go over my dad's picks, and actually my uncle sent us an email as well, so I think he's right, getting good. in on the, the West Division, so we'll oh, go yeah. over his picks <laughs> for the West Divisions, and uh, then on our next show, I'll mostly likely have, most likely have his South Division picks, and we'll be doing the NFC North in two weeks, the first Sunday night in June, which I believe is June 4th. So I think since our last show, the schedules came out, correct? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. our so last like, show we was knew opponents what, already. Opponents were set. Opponents were set before, um, but the the schedule itself was new. So, you know that. Yeah, we found local. out that uh, both our teams are going to New England the first two weeks of the season. Well, the first maybe it's the first two home games for New England. Well, if I've got to go to New England, I want to go there in September, not in, in December. No, I, I'm, I'm with January. you there 100%. Oh, actually, my uncle is watching, and he has his NFC South picks for us right now. So I will uh, pull those up. All right, so my uncle, Rich, Patriots fan, has the Saints in first. That's like me. Panthers in second. That's you, right? 
Yes. Falcons in third and Bucks in last. So actually all four of us agree that we think Tampa Bay, led by either Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield, are going to finish in last place. So Saints first, Panthers second, Falcons third, Bucks last for my uncle. And he can feel free to send us his AFC South picks, and I'll read those uh, as well for when we get to the AFC South. But we'll kick it off in the AFC South with my dad. My dad has, from first to last, he has Jacksonville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Houston. So he's going Jaguars, Titans, Colts, Texans. One, two, three, four in the AFC South. I'm going to pull up my uncle's email, and I will read that when I get back. So, Justin, since I'm going to be on offense here, hopefully winding this clock a lot, why don't you uh, give a, get started in the AFC South with your number 14? Okay, so whew, AFC South. Um, oh, man, where to begin here? Um, I am going to go – oh, man. So I feel like there's two teams that – could be like solid to to good, and two teams that are um, bad. Um, but you know what? I'm as much as I hate to do it. I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Colts in fourth place. Okay, um, I can tell you this division is gonna be wildly different again for okay. me and you, so, which is good. We're usually in very much I agreement. Just, so I I think. And this isn't a statement about like where I think Anthony Richardson is going to end up. I have no idea, right? Like I have no idea. I get a strong like Jameis Winston vibe in the sense of like there could be a ton of high touchdowns, risk, high reward. and he could be a fantastic, could be eventually a fantastic like fantasy football quarterback because. You know, when that pick is only minus one in your league, you know what I mean, or whatever. Like, but big rushing touchdowns are lots r- of points, right? And and you know, he might end up with like thirty some touchdowns and thirty some interceptions, <laughs> right? And that's why I get strong Jameis Winston vibes, right? Like, just the turnovers, he could never get rid of the turnovers, right? Ever, um, and the accuracy issues, Anthony Richardson. The potential's there for him to be right. one of the greats. Boom, boom bust. Right we'll there. see. So, and I, I don't oh, sorry. disagree with you. And I just feel like all the things that made Indianapolis good or on the brink of being a really good team over the last five, six years or whatever, you know, and they felt like they were a piece or two away, those things started to fall apart last year, like in a hurry. And I don't know that they've done enough to address those needs. And so when you have a question mark at quarterback, which in reality, we thought they had the answer a number of times at quarterback and they never did. I I feel like we still don't have this year's answer at quarterback. I mean, Anthony Richardson, maybe, maybe it'll be him. Maybe he'll play lights out. But I think it's just as likely that we don't really know. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, like I just, I, I, I don't know. I feel like their support there isn't necessarily what it needs to be, considering the question mark at quarterback. Uh, perfectly reasonable too. I, this division, I, I feel like that it would shock me if a team Catch other than who will be my number one, and I think probably your number one, doesn't win this division. 
But where teams two, three, and four fall, I think, is as up in the air as the NFC South is. I agree. So, with that being said, I am going to go with not the Colts and not the team that's finished in last for many number of years now. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Oh, man. Oh, man. You did it. You did it. I'm okay with that. I'd be okay with that. I just... they, I don't know what it is. It's irrational, but I just don't like it. Well, they don't seem to want to give Malik Willis any time to prove that he can supplant Tannehill and be the guy because they drafted Will Levis in the second round this year after taking Malik Willis in, what, the third round last year? Yeah. Because they barely used him last year when they needed him when Tannehill was hurt. They used Dobbs, right? Right, right. Now, Tannehill, I think, as well past his peak, is not – is very injury prone now. He's been, he's actually been injured a lot throughout the course of his career, but I, I don't know what their identity is anymore. I mean, they, yes, they have Derrick Henry, but he re- I think he reached his peak. The Titans peaked at the right time and they blew it. They had, uh, should I house had, it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. They had Tannehill playing really good football. They had Derrick Henry being a beast uh, you know, and they even were able to what, upset New England in the playoffs, right? You know, if that was what three right. years ago now, that was the right before COVID. That was playoffs twenty twenty, but then they choked in uh, playoffs twenty one and twenty two. Just to end it, no, like, that's fine. I, I think they blew it. They, that was their opportunity, yep. and they couldn't get it done. They lost to the Ravens once, right? Yep. That was that was Lamar. So that was they a big beat deal. the Ravens. And in then, the regular season, and right. then lost in the playoffs. Right. Well, and they beat them the year before in the playoffs. Oh, right, right, right. And then Lamar beat them the next year. Yeah. And there was a much ado about a whole bunch of stuff. But I, I just – they had their chances in following the 20 and 21 seasons for sure. I think they, they – and they started strong this past year, and then it fell apart. But I see it still falling apart. I don't think they're getting better. I think they lost some key pieces, and I think their other – Big, important players and superstars are past their prime or too injured or a combination of both. I just I, – I don't see them being a good team anymore. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we see a coaching change midseason, which sounds crazy right. after the – but we know that there's, you've got about 18 months. That's whether it's a new coach or if it's a struggling coach. There are very few franchises that are willing to wait two or more years for you to turn it around or get things going. And it's a detriment to a lot of these teams. Yep. But it is what it is. Not very few teams act like the Steelers. There's not a ton of loyalty. It's a show, show me what you've done lately, you know, kind of deal. And it hasn't been a lot for the Titans, just because I think they've failed in the playoffs too often, at least two years in a row, maybe even three years in a row. Though they upset New England. Well, they you know. traded their best player last right, draft. Right. They went, got rid of AJ Brown for whatever reason. I get. Guess they thought Traylon Burks would step up and make them miss him, but that clearly didn't work. Well, it's interesting because Vrabel didn't want that to happen. No. That was a ownership slash like that was a front, front office, office move, deal. Yeah, right. they didn't want to pay him. So I, I look, I understand it's difficult to decide who you're going to pay and who you're not going to pay. But in the right system, AJ Brown looked worth like every part of that last right well and i feel like that was them saying we're a run first team we can't afford a big name receiver because our quarterback's not good enough to constantly get in the ball fair enough yeah i i agree 
And like, I'm not trying to hate on Ryan Tannehill. I didn't no. have a problem with him in Miami, but and I think everyone knows. I think what they he had is. a shot with him, but they didn't get it done. They right, blew exactly. It. They they, right. they 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 the window has shut. Their window ended like early last year. With they at one time weren't they like six and two or something? Yeah, and they won like one time the rest of the year, uh, something like that. Because they went seven and ten. I think they were like six and one or six and two at one point. I think the Eagles like smoked them like a cup, like two games or three games into that slide. Because, like, I was worried about them, and then it became like, uh, oh, no, like, they're not going to continue to lose this many games in a row kind of thing. Yet they did. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. so they so they went 7-10 and 10 last year. I think they're going to win. I, honestly, I could see them going, like, four, four or five wins. Yeah, I could see the wheels coming off. 4-13, and 5-12. I think Tennessee's in trouble. I, I don't think they're a very good team. And th- this one could come back and bite me uh, big time because – the type of team they have, though, could also be good enough to be middle of the pack. Oh, yeah. They could win six, seven, eight games. So you're saying this is – you're going out on that cold takes exposed here. <laughs> yeah, right. This, this could be my – this could – hey, if that gets us in front of it more people and I look like an idiot to Titans fans, that's fine. We can atone for that, Justin, by taking a trip to Nashville. I'd be yes. okay with that. Yeah, we can make it happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just – I think I think the Titans are the worst team in the AFC South. So I'm going to go Tennessee in last place at – I'll say five and twelve. That's a two win reduction. Honestly, I could see them at four and thirteen. My third place team is going to be the Houston Texans. So they were three thirteen and one last year. They have a new quarterback. I just, I think something is bubbling there. Do I think that in two years they're going to win the division? No, I don't think that. But I, I know Ohio State quarterbacks struggle. I know C.J. Stroud, you know, is another Buckeye quarterback. Feel like he has a very high, a very high ceiling, but also a very low floor. I don't, but I don't think it's as extreme as Anthony Richardson, which we'll get to momentarily. But I think C.J. Stroud could find some some magic this year. But it doesn't take a lot to win more than three games. I do think D'Amico Ryan's is the guy. I think that was an incredible hire for them. Yeah, I'm I feel okay like with him leaving could, San Francisco, by the way. Yeah, I feel like he could turn around this team back to the team that drafted him and he played so uh, well for for what, like eight years or something like that. I know he finished his career in Philly, but he'll always be a Texan. Uh, yeah, Demuco Ryan seems like a great coach. Uh, and I think a, we had a guy win the Chuck Bednarik Award, by the way. Oh, nice. Oh, he won the Bronco Nagurski, too. Same guy. Oh, oh, my center won the. Alan right? Jovi, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there he is, in Remington. Best lineman. Oh, wow, your 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 end got the rotary too. Yeah. Hey, hey coach, coach of, of the, the year. year. Heck yeah. All right. So I don't know. I just something just tells me that the Texans could be a guy or it could be a team that maybe surprises a little bit this year. Do I think they're like wild card good? No, I don't think they're that well. Oh. Hawaii. <laughs> Number two Hawaii. Amazing. <laughs> BCS championship. Florida Atlantic this versus is, Hawaii. This is what made them burn all the computers. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? All right. So, yeah, in, in third you ready place. ready for me to start? Yeah, go ahead. In third place, I have the Houston Texans. So I had Tennessee and last at four or five wins. I'm going to put Houston. I think they double. I think they get to six. I think they go six and 11. I think they look pretty good. I, I, kind of similar to Bryce Young. I think C.J. Stroud has some amazing moments that people go, this guy's got it. He's going to be their quarterback for a decade. And I think there's some moments that people go, yeah, he's a rookie. But 
you, you'll take the good with the bad when you're developing a young quarterback, especially one that has the, the physical uh, features and the athletic ability that Stroud has. Uh, as a Penn State fan, I don't want to see him do well. I want them to keep on the Ohio State tradition of not having good pro quarterbacks, whatever Penn State can use on the recruiting trail against them, because uh, it's not a lot. But I, I do think we could see D'Amico Ryans turn things around there, and the Texans have a, a, a better year than they've had in the last few. And I have them go in third place at 6-11. and 11. So, Justin, who's your third place team? Third place, I'm going with the Texans as well. Everything you said there kind of applies to kind of like my thoughts on it. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those where, I don't know, we could see it, we could see it happen, but I just... Um, I I think Houston does have some of the pieces in place. I think it's just going to take some time because they were so bad, um, real bad. I think it's just going to take some time. Uh, we want to kick, correct? Yes. Okay. All right, so you can start there. Yep. So, well, who do you have in second then? I guess I assume you have um, my fourth-place team in second. Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans, and I think there's a fall-off. Um, but – I, I think it's going to be more of a gradual fall-off. I agree with you that the problems they have could mount. I just think I think they have enough pieces to kind of stick around there. Um, so I think they may end up around 500, like eight-ish wins. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if it goes bad, if it gets real bad in a hurry. Does that yeah. make sense? So, here, so like, here's one. So Old Takes Exposed, th- this would be the one. Mike Rabel will be fired around Thanksgiving. All right. So I'll give or take a week, you know, the week leading up to Thanksgiving or the week after, you know, like that mid-November to early December, Mike Rabel's fired. That that that's my uh put it out there. Okay. For So uh, do you write it feel down. like this is not an AFC South specific question, but do you feel as though Mike Rabel will be the first coach fired this next cycle? Ooh, boy. Ah. Uh, Man, will he be the first? So I'm trying to think back to the wet. I, I don't see Shanahan getting fired. I don't think I see, um, McVeigh getting fired. I don't see Carroll getting fired. They just, they just got rid of Kingsbury, so I don't think the Cardinals are going to fire someone in midseason. We've seen them fire them. Right, after they, the they full could year. fire someone after the year yeah, if it goes but, poorly. But not. um, Reed's not getting fired. Chargers, <sighs> Raiders. <laughs> Broncos are not either. So I guess it depends on the start of the Chargers and Raiders. And if you think either of them would move on, like does McDaniels get the ax a halfway? I mean, it's the Raiders. So nothing would surprise me, but I also think the Raiders are, I think, I, I, I think the Raiders are better than the Titans. So I don't think the Raiders are going to have done less than the Titans at that point. So I'll say right. based on the West, I would still go with Vrabel. Trying to think of the other divisions. I don't see it happening. Chicago, Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota. I don't know. They went, what, 13 and 4 last year? And right. I feel like it would be tough to, to, to jump on, even though we know that they're not very good. Uh, I don't. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. How did that happen? Yeah, they um, have a really good offense. I don't see And I'm not saying that because they just marched down the field against Pittsburgh, me. Baltimore, Cincinnati. I don't know. Cleveland, maybe. 
And in the East, I don't think see it happening in Miami, New England, Buffalo. Maybe the Jet if the Jets with all this buildup don't look good, could Salah get the axe? Maybe I, I don't want to go through all and waste my time on right, that, right. but I'll say yes. I think Vrabel's the okay. first coach fired, okay. and I think it happens around Thanksgiving, okay, like mid November to early December. Um, yeah. So does that bring me to my second place team then? I guess. So you had. Oh no no no! I did my second place. Yeah. It was the Titans. Yeah, so it's my second place team. So my second place team is the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. And this is kind of sounds like. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because, you know, I was on the draft show saying that I was not a fan of Anthony Richardson as a pro prospect. But to me, that's more long term. I think he could have a big impact in year one based on his his style and his abilities. Yeah. Almost similar or akin to someone like uh, like Robert Griffin. Okay. Um, yeah. Or even like when Lamar Jackson came in the first year. Yeah. That defense is don't exactly know how his game's going to tradition transition to the NFL and it's going to take a year and an offseason for teams to figure it out. So I think in the long run, I don't think he's a great I don't think he'll be a great pro. But I think in the short term, I think he could have success this year. Um and your boy Shane Steichen is the guy there. Yeah. And I think he could right. uh I think he could really help that transition for uh Richardson. And I think the it was an anomaly last year for Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to have a much better year that this year than last year. I think having Richardson opens the game up for Jonathan Taylor. Yes. And I think they have some young guys at receiver that that are going to be pretty good. So I I just I think the the Colts and it could be uh, to use the term again fool's gold. Like maybe they have a great year this year and they win. Like I'm saying, you know, like eight nine games or something like that. I don't think it's going to be sustainable. I think teams will be able to figure Richardson out. But I think for this year, I wouldn't be shocked to see Indianapolis be a, maybe a surprise number two and pushing towards a wild card. I don't think I'm going to pick them as a wild card team, but I think I am going to put them at nine and eight this season. Yeah, I, I you know what? And it would be exciting. Right? It, it would, would, be, it would exciting. be exciting for them Having to do young it. rookie quarterbacks look good, which oh, we all thought – that is the incredible. Panthers, the the Texans, for better or worse, and now the Colts all could possibly double their win totals from last year. Right now, some of that only is going to be you know six wins. Well, but you like, got to start somewhere. Yeah, and and my takes aside, it's more fun when you have a division where all the teams are good as opposed to a division where all the teams are bad. You know, like right? It's just, no, absolutely. It's just not enjoyable. And I don't want to take my negatives about CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Oh, yeah. Have nothing to do with my rooting interests. I right. want them to be good. Like you said, young quarterbacks are good for everyone. That yes. makes the league exciting. Yep. So I want them to all come in and be good because it also would make teams that have been irrelevant now for a handful of years be not so irrelevant anymore. So I'm cheering for all of them to do well. I honestly, I, I'll say it now. I think Anthony Richardson could win Rookie of the Year, oh, Offensive man. Rookie of the Year. You're, man, your AFC South is full of hot takes, man. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's what everyone's. It took 381 episodes for maybe some of that to come out, but here we are. So I'm going to have the Colts nine and eight pushing for a wild card. I think Anthony Richardson wins AFC Rookie of the Year. Wow, that's so, awesome. 
Uh, you did your number two right, so we're on my number yeah, one, which is also your number it's one. It's going to match my number one. Yeah. And it's everyone's number one, because I would be shocked if my uncle chimes in and doesn't pick Jacksonville, because my dad picked Jacksonville, and I think the Jaguars earned it last year. Yes. They, they came out of the gate a little sluggish. Dougie P, baby. But, yeah, I mean, we were all, we've been huge fans of Doug Peterson. Uh, we I mean, like, I definitely think he got a bit of a raw deal in Philadelphia. But, oh, he absolutely did. Um Things worked out in his favor. He got Jacksonville righted after, you know, the first five, six weeks last year. Had them playing really well. Uh, rebounded nicely in the second half of that division game that the Chargers, I can't, still can't believe that they lost that game. Right. But Think about- that's what great coaches do and that's what great quarterbacks do. And that's what Trevor Lawrence is gradually developing into. You and I have both been notoriously down on him and his final years yeah. at Clemson and his first couple years in the NFL, especially draft night, we said we yes. weren't sold on him. Right, we and weren't sold on the His first 20 games, part. I think we looked right. Yes, yes. Um, but the way he, he stepped up big when the team really didn't have much else to step up. To, like, he really carried that team last year. And that playoff game where he looked horrendous. The first half. In the first Just half. Just terrible. And then. Didn't give up. Insane in the Brought second him half. back. Yeah, that was, that was Kudos awesome. to him. Yeah, and we've already him. said multiple times in the show. It's okay that we're wrong, and, and maybe we won't be. Maybe he won't be good this year. But I feel like now the momentum has shifted. The tides have changed. Trevor Lawrence is looking more and more like that can't-miss prospect that most people thought he was as a freshman, a sophomore, junior in college. He had a t- tough start. Rookie year wasn't great. Beginning of last year and other moments, not the best. But I think he could take another step this year, and I think it – may mean that Jacksonville could have a stranglehold in that division, depending on the way these other young quarterbacks uh, shape up. You know, you have uh, you have a rookie in C.J. Stroud in Houston, you have a rookie in Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis, and then you have Ryan Tannehill. One of these things is not like the others. It's right. not a young, dynamic quarterback. It's an old-season veteran that I don't think has it anymore. And that's why I had Tennessee in last place. A huge upside on those other three guys. Trevor Lawrence is at the top. He's the best of the group right now. And we love Doug Peterson. I think he's doing a great job. That defense can be very, very good. And they added Calvin Ridley. Now, I know he hasn't played in a while, but he seems to have accepted what he did, despite there's many people saying stupid, absolutely awful, trash NFL and gambling takes. Like, absolutely brutal. No way. Terrible. They absolutely should be allowed to. Ugh, I don't. Just god awful. <laughs> and and as usual, Ross Tucker had amazing takes on all of it that I hundred percent agree with. So, um, but Calvin really, had, to his credit, he took responsibility for his actions, and he's supposed to be in great shape after missing the last year plus because he also missed two years ago most of the year. Um, to, he needed a mental health break, but he has reinvigorated himself. He's gotten him sorted out. Uh, in every health capacity you can imagine, so he says. Right, the article he wrote was, was that great. Players Tribune. Or yeah, it was account? fantastic. Yeah, like it, and it was. I said to you, I think at the time, it was everything I wanted to hear. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it was the look. This is this is what led me to my bad choices that I made, and I'm taking responsibility for, and I am working to move past. You know, like because all those things are legit. Like. He was in a bad spot, you know, like, and, hey, you got to get right. Like, that that's bigger than football. It's bigger than all that stuff. Right. He he made a bad decision, and he, like you said. He owned he, up to it. He owned it, and 
is taking the consequences as hard as that is and the public embarrassment and all that other stuff. And then he's just sorry, I did the pun return here. That's all right. Not very well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was I huge. I did the pun me. return in part because I didn't believe they were punning from like our 43 yard line. Um, yeah, so but adding him to the, Trevor Lawrence, like that's just another weapon for him. And you know, yeah. I, I hate that he chose number zero, but hey, it's a, it's a fresh start, fresh city, fresh year for him. Uh, best of luck to him. I hope he has a great year. I could see the Jaguars being a contender. Are they going to be there to compete with the likes of Cincinnati, Kansas I, City, Buffalo? I don't know. Like, I don't know that they're that I, good. They're not yet. a pushover. However, like we just mentioned with the young dynamic quarterbacks, wouldn't it be fun if at the end of the season we're like, all right, like, are they busting yeah. into this group? Are they up there now? You know, like, are they? Because... Like I, I know it. It's unlikely that it just happens like this because it, it, it's football. Crazy stuff happens. But like, imagine we already look at this group of Cincinnati, Buffalo, the Chiefs. You know, like in the AFC. Imagine if you're like, all right, we're. And I, I know you hate this, but like, imagine if you're like, oh man, like, what are the Jets doing, or what are the, what are the Dolphins doing, and what are the Jags doing? Like, do they climb in? And it, does this not become a three team race, but like a four, five, six team race? Like. That's incredible, you know. Yeah. As a as just a fan who wants to watch exciting games, like, and we've talked about this before. Like, football doesn't. We'll watch the Thurs the crappy Thursday night games. Like, we we will watch that. We'll watch anything. If it's but NFL. but we also like. There's nothing that compares to like those big no, games. Those big and the games that are competitive. Like you and I, like we get drawn into competitive things, whatever they are, for the most part. And if you're gonna have more com competitive games for longer and meaningful games longer. Like it's all really good for the the brand, right? uh, Just recently on social media, the, the most watched programs of 2022. And I think it was like 42 out of 50 were NFL and college football games. And most of them were NFL. And I think they had like eight of the top 10 and like 12 of the top 15. Um, It was ridiculous. What, the NFL and and football in general has on American viewership and they're just getting stronger. Like they're not fading. And cause I know it was a decade or so ago, we had an entire show on Mark Cuban's comments about, you know, pigs get slaughtered or whatever he said. Right. And I'm still waiting for that to happen. And I feel like every year something happens that people are like too much, too much. It's overexposure. They're getting greedy and it, it goes the opposite way. Right. It goes the opposite way. Which I like so much because most of those people I don't like that say those things. Okay, so so here we go. Then I, I've got one for you. Okay, hit me. So we both think Jacksonville's going to win that division. Uh, I think they're going to go. I'm going to say eleven and six. And this was a topic that yeah yeah I I think they're right there too. I, I think they're right there too. Um, this is a topic where I I don't want it to come across as like I can't believe they're doing this. But like I don't, I I just I don't like it. I understand why, as a business, they're going to test it out. Are you talking that the, the I'm back-to-back about, Thursdays or flex Thursdays? Well, or? no, I'm talking about the playoff game being on a oh on Peacock on Peacock only. So I there's I, there's I don't want it to just be like me bashing it. Does that make sense? Like it's just like I 
I don't like it. I understand why they might want to see what they've got here. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. But like the playoffs seem like a weird time to do that to me. Like, I don't know. So I fall into the camp where I don't care because I I have Peacock. I knew. I knew. Right. Right. And it mattered. Like when that came out, I was like, okay. Like I crisis averted. (laughs) Right. Like that. Whatever. I, I, I can't like, and there's no streaming company out there that I feel like they would put it on that I don't have. Could they go to YouTube because now that that's where right. uh, um, that's where Sunday Ticket is? Um, I'm going to take a time out here. That's fine. I can't decide if I want to go for this or not. We're, I'm on there 46. We get the ball to start the second half. It's fourth and six, though. So should I punt? It's up to you, man. <sighs> man. I'd say go I for it. I can't quarterback sneak. I go for a, it. I need a good play. All right. I mean, I'll give me give it a try. Um, so that's is, why I like, it's hard for me to have be indifferent on this or give a a, a, a proper opinion because I have Peacock, so right. I don't have any. There's no dude it, interference. How's that not interference? He's running into him. That didn't work at all. It did come as a shock to me, for sure, that they are putting a playoff game on a streaming-only platform. However, it is probably the safest streaming platform because I feel like more people have Peacock because they're still Comcast Xfinity subscribers. Right. And maybe there's a bunch that don't even know they get that because they're... No, 100%. Right, and that's that's on Comcast, Xfinity, you know, NBC, Universal, and uh, the NFL... To make people realize, hey, if you're a Comcast subscriber, you have this. You don't. I don't. I don't think they need to be on like the paid tier, because I think there's a free tier. There's like a five dollar tier, and there's like a ten or twelve dollar tier. But also, if you don't, it's five dollars. If right. you want to watch that game, you can subscribe for one month for five dollars. That is three times as cheaper than a movie ticket. So don't complain to me about having to p- subscribe to Peacock. For one month. And it's also, I feel like there would be a different argument. And they've had this at times. When, like, because for the longest time, all of all of the games were on, well, basically, free TV. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. they were on channels that everyone got for, f- quote-unquote, free. Right? But that's not the case anymore. Right. Right? Like, there are games every single week so well, i see a lot of people now, are thursday night games on amazon prime right. some games on nfl network oh i don't know why i'm doing this return sorry um no that's good so i may have already done this uh can you yeah okay you pause i'm just gonna play this i'm gonna pop my headphones on real fast make sure that this is piping it may have already been piped through but this is actually going to be um if i can yeah there we go so uh, I pulled up Ross Tucker's page because yeah. uh, I think he nails this. So here's this is his thoughts on the NFL moving a playoff game to Peacock. So let's see if this this will play for everyone. So I see a lot of people are up in arms about this. They're outraged by this. I I, I just I can't do it. I mean, two huge companies find a way to make money, like film at eleven, right? I mean, th- this is the way the world works. We know things are going towards streaming. Comcast clearly realizes 
They can get a lot of people to sign up for Peacock. And they can even just increase the branding and awareness of Peacock if they pay $110 million for one game. And the NFL realizes we can get $110 million for one game. I mean, this is America. This is how it works. Now, what's cool about it, we have the choice. You have the choice. It's up to you whether you subscribe to Peacock for one playoff game. So rather than complaining about it, just realize this is the way the world works and you have the power to do. So I see a lot of people. Basically, he's saying this is America. This is corporate America. This is free market America. We can decide as a people, are we going to allow this? And I'm going to say 100% yes. This is not going to be a failure. Like this is going to happen. It's it's going to force people to subscribe. And I know this is a tangent that we don't need to get off right, on, right, but right. people are not going to, they're going to scoff by and large, other than people who get up on, on a soapbox and on their high horse to complain about greedy corporate America. Those are few and far between because in the end, cold blooded Americans are going to pay five bucks to watch a football game. I guarantee you, this is not going to yeah. be a failure for Comcast, Xfinity, NBC, Universal, whatever, I think soup, bigger- or for the NFL. I think the bigger thing is going to be, I don't know, like you said, I don't know how many people are going to be able to find it, especially if it's the first time, if it's the first time they're watching a game or anything more likely on that platform, I think that's going to be the bigger issue. Um, I also, again, separate from those points, because I agree, I agree, like kind of what did you expect to happen? You know, like this is, this is the way it's moving. Um. Every Thursday night game is on Amazon Prime, you know, like. Right. And that's and, a relatively and, new thing. Last right. year was the first year. Right. They're expanding it and, in a ways this year. Right. And and, and it, so I just feel like I, I, I do understand the, like, especially if I'm in an area where Comcast is not the main provider. I, I don't know how that works like that. Like, I obviously understand you can still get Peacock, but like just in terms of like for us, it's real easy. Like it's super easy. I can hold the button on my remote and I can say, like for me, open Peacock. Like right, watch Parks and Rec, and when it comes up, it's like watch on Peacock. Yep. Yeah. You know, yes. like yes, thank you. Right. Like it's all I have to do. Like I, I don't know, and I mean that truly from the I don't know how that works if you're outside of that. Okay, but I I know it has right. to work. And, <laughs> right. and this is one of those things, and I'm sure that. There would be a monopoly thing on it, but you know, if it costs a hundred dollars a month to subscribe to Peacock, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. different story, right? But five dollars, right? You're telling me you wouldn't pay five dollars? Well, I'm telling you, if look at, I didn't I, have Peacock, I would one hundred percent be subscribing to watch that game. The first week in September, I always up to the extra sports package on my cable because I want red zone. And then as soon as the season's over, I take the extra sports. I already get a bunch of sports, but that extra one, that's the extra, you know, 10 bucks a month for red zone. Well, and, and the other channels, but it's for red zone. It's for red zone and everything. They throw in like golf or something like that. Right. Right. I get a bunch of other channels. And and then I always forget by the end of the season, I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to lose all these sports channels when I turn it off. And I don't, I lose the only one that I watched that I then lose is the red zone channel, which it's not on during that time. So it doesn't really matter. Um, But anyway, like, yes, I feel there is adjustment. I do understand. And again, like if you're in some area that does not have Comcast and, and, 
Peacock is just new and all that stuff. And like your team makes the playoffs and you're just like, what the heck? You know, like we aren't the ESPN game. We aren't the NBC game. We're, we're the, the Peacock, Peacock game. game. Oh, like, and they already said that that would be the worst matchup. Well, like the people writing about, I shouldn't say right, the NFL right. said that, but people writing about this I, are saying this will be the worst matchup. They say that, but like, I don't know. There's no way they would put like, if for some reason the, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, if they would play, there's no way See, that would be that I, game. I know. I know that. I know that. But like, just hear me out. Like if you're like, all right, we're gonna put. You think they put like a big market team on there? If they put them on there, and then like, and I I know oh it would be hard, and I don't know how the selection stuff works for that, but like if if like the Cowboys were on there, right? Like people are like you can you can set your numbers like like I know Ross is saying like we can decide if the Cowboys are on there or the Niners are on there or the Chiefs are on there or like you know. People are going to tune in. Now, I say that makes it sound bad. I'm like, you know, if if the Lions are on there, are people going to tune in? I don't know. I think Dallas would be a, a funky one because they already got the entire Philadelphia market. The people who want to hate watch the Cowboys are already Comcast subscribers. Right, right, right <laughs> exactly. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's you're going to get, like, you're going to you know, get, like, Jacksonville, Los Angeles. Right. Like, Jacksonville, that's the game. That's, right. that, that's right. his peacock. Right. And guess what? It was a fantastic game last year. Right. I mean, exactly. it wasn't in the first half, but it turned out into a fantastic game in the second half. The only other thing I want to say about this um, is people are starting to get up in arms about the way the NFL is broadcast. Look, you can find the stations still free over the air if you want to, if you do that thing. That's fine. E- easily on cable packages. Subscriptions to these other streaming services, I know it adds up, and I know the family situations are all different, but you you love – people watching the show, listening to the show, love football. You're going to pay for it. You're going to find it. I don't see that, that there's anyone that's going to be like, I'm not paying five bucks to watch that game. But also – and this – I don't want to call it Mark Cuban because he has nothing to do with this conversation, but he t- was the guy who started the conversation about the NFL being overexposed. So I always think about him in that regard. I think he'd be a fantastic baseball owner and I don't hate Mark Cuban but I don't like his takes on on the NFL but I laugh at people who are huge NBA fans and then talking about NFL broadcasts do you understand the NBA playoff broadcasts are awful <laughs> like how they fix their scheduling is yeah garbage and guess what they put games on streaming services that people don't have right people don't have them or you have marquee games, and the NHL did this too, starting at 10 o'clock. Right. Right. Like, if you want to grow your brand, make sure the East Coast can right. watch your game. Why would you start a playoff game at 10 o'clock? It makes no sense. The NBA, NBA and NHL are – well, and honestly, MLB isn't much better. No. They're playing no. playoff games in the middle of the day of the work week. Right. Like no, all, MLB, in my opinion, is worse. They're all three opinion, of them are – in the terms worst. of – against the NFL and I'm not sure any of the three leagues win at any argument against the NFL in anything. Yeah, it's just um like the NFL is getting better at the trade deadline. One of the thing that the other three leagues always did better. You know, so maybe that's it. Is that your thing? NFL trade trade deadline is kind of boring. Okay. 
Their their free agency is better. Their scheduling release is better. Their draft is better. There might be people that think that the draft prog- process, the lottery, is exciting. MLB draft is maddening. Like that stuff is like determined from like two years ago. Like I don't even completely understand the way the MLB draft works. No, it's just no so does. convoluted. That's why we always say like being an MLB GM is like the hardest. Even though there's no like it's the hardest in the sport where there's no salary cap. Think about that. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know that it actually is the hardest, but like in terms of just the sheer number of people you are responsible for because of the farm systems um, and the years of service stuff and like oh, yeah, all you of manip- that stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's God awful. But the NFL is king. The NFL is king at 98 and a half percent of everything they do. I'm not sure you could pick out too many things that any of the other four pro Americans, major sports. So do better in, in, an example of I don't like the peacock thing, but I understand it. And like, I, I don't like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't like it because I'm resistant to change. Right. <laughs> um, See, I am too, unless it comes with football and technology. Yeah. Like, it's however, an intersection of things that I like. I look so. at this as something I don't like from the NFL, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, whatever. It's not a, that, it's not that big of a deal. I don't like it, but whatever. It's not that big of a deal to me. So I want to chime As in here. Opposed to, I absolutely despise and hate the idea that was started really popping around last year of them moving the the championship games to yeah, neutral sites. I, I agree. I'm, I'm because anti I, that. What, whereas this, I see as a huge chance. I just, I, I, I don't like that. Right. I, I don't. I'm, I'm with you on that. This like that doesn't like whatever channel the game is on does not affect the game at all. Not one. But the location can. The location can. Yeah, I, I, I don't want that. that. I don't want that creeping in there. Unfortunately, I think it'll pop up. I don't know that it's going to be passed or at least passed soon, but it'll pop up in discussions over the next few years. So um, my uncle chimed in with his AFC South picks, and he says he has the same as my dad, his brother, Jags, Titans, Colts, Texans. So that's that's what you had, right? Oh, no, sorry, you had Colts sorry. last. You had Colts last, had Colts right? Colts last, yeah. So my dad – and uncle have Jags one, Titans two, Colts three, Texans four. You had Jags one, Titans two, Texans three, Colts four. I had Jags one, Colts two, Texans three, Titans four. That was the AFC South. Our stud defenseman there, defensive lineman, um, came up with two sacks in that series. All right. so. um, I'm going to go up and play this offensive series. When I'm done with this series, I'm going to come back and read my uncle's West picks. Okay. But yeah, so um, it should be interesting as 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 we get closer. Um, you know, to kind of recap here, like I I think that both of these divisions are really interesting in terms of there's a lot of question marks for a lot of the teams. I do think that we have in in the AFC North. You and I agreed that we do have, and well, and others agreed that there's a clear number one. You know, and I think it's Jacksonville's to lose. God. Like it would be disappointing for Jacksonville if they didn't win the division. Yeah, I would be shocked if they didn't, even though I'm think I'm, about that. Think about where we are. Right. And part of that is because of what the division has done. But like we are a year removed from them being one of the worst teams in football and having just an absolute like like arguably the worst season. arguably the worst coaching situation ever. Ever in the NFL. Possibly. Like because even Rich Kotite got multiple years. Right. And and didn't kick players. Multiple teams, actually. Right, right. yeah. He got rehired. Yeah. 
That's why, like, when people like joke about the Eagles, I'm like, because I believe he was with the Jets after, right? He was Eagles first. I think first. so. I, I think, think he was Jets like, after that. Did I'm we like, not see yes. him? In Philadelphia? Imagine, imagine watching Rich Kotite in Philadelphia and then being like, "Yep, let's hire him." And he I know you love that. Like it's an the accountant Jets and a lawyer, like yeah. He just didn't even. Look I, like I did read a thing one time that was like it was somebody like, and it was I think it was a former player or someone else for like from the league, and they said they felt bad because like they're like it wasn't like his fault, you know, like he he just like. He was kind of put in a position of like, what? What did you expect to happen? <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we would. So we went over the West two weeks ago, and we kind of said, honestly, I guess the Chiefs would be. It would be a little surprising if the Chiefs didn't win the West. I think. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like I don't know that the NFC though. I like I could see and maybe I don't want to say any because I don't think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be very good. I don't think so. But if any of the other three won that division, I wouldn't be super shocked. Right. Um, but if the Chiefs didn't win their division or the Jags didn't win their division, I would be I would be sh- a little bit shocked. But more so if the Jags didn't because what it it would be a little surprising maybe if the Chargers or Broncos and definitely the Raiders upended the Chiefs. I would be even more surprised if one of the Colts, Texans, or Titans beat the Jaguars. So I agree. Yeah. So that um, and then we said the NFC South is really roll roll dice. You know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you roll, roll the a die with uh, all fourteen logos I, and whichever one comes up the most in a hundred tries. There you go. I do agree with the assessment. I guess. The Saints will determine that division. I just think it's going to come down negatively on them. Does that make sense? Like, um, I think it's theirs to lose, and I think they lose. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. So in two weeks, so we don't have a show next week, or we're going to be off. Uh... I'm going for this, right? Yeah, do it, dude. Should I? Yeah. I mean, we're in field goal range, though, aren't right. we? Right. I'm going to run the clock down first. Let it run down, and then take a timeout and figure out what you want to do. Um. So we're off next week, Memorial Day weekend. A lot going on. I'm broadcasting a game Friday night. I'm oh, doing yeah, the Tri County yeah. All Star Game at Mannheim Central. Uh, four Bulldogs were picked for the game. I think they're all playing in it, dude. I had a number of people come up and ask me about that from you. They were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, you know, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, <laughs> yeah. So Fox 43 is is streaming the game. It's not broadcast on Fox. You just 43. you just won the national championship. There, yeah, we did. <laughs> and then we're talking about NFL preseason in May, and we just won the national championship. So this just goes to prove, Justin, that new head coach hires in college football need at least four years. Yeah. Look at those awards we racked up. Look at those, you know. So we will talk our part three of our NFL preview in two weeks, and it will be on the North Divisions, which should be fun. It will be... Uh, AFC or NFC North and AFC North. Lots to talk about there. Lots of good teams. A lot of great storylines. Here we go. Celebrate. We are the champions, baby. Four years, BCS champs. That's Coach Joey Raffoff. Oh, there's no celebration? I thought there was a celebration. Should have been. Boo. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Maybe the new version of the game. <laughs> Which uh, is coming up in about a year. Yeah. And, and yeah. it sounds like all 130 plus teams are going to be in it. Right. They and have the option of the, the players. players have the op- which, the well, option. Which, and someone was like, who would not sign up for that? Right. You're getting money to be in a video game. That's right. what every college kid wanted when they were playing. Right. Right. 
So I, I can't. I, I don't. It, just from a sheer number, I feel like there has to be some that don't. Right. There, but, and maybe it's just because it slipped through the cracks or something. Right, but I don't right. think anyone's going to be like, I'm opting out. Right. Like, right. no. So that'll be fun. We'll, we'll uh, that that's a year from now though. So yeah. we, we we can do another dynasty year here in year five. Do we stay in Florida Atlantic? We gotta, do we go we're going to see our options. Yeah, now. we're going to. Well, we want options. that Penn State job. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, oh man, how cool would that be after four? Two, two years of playing the game in real time. Well, right. I mean, a year, really. But um, here we are. So we'll see what happens. We're going to talk AFC North, NFC North in two weeks, June 4th. That's our next show, episode 382, as we continue our NFL preview. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I want to wrap up with my, my uncle's email about his West picks. So he says, quote my uncle rich and so it starts with your west picks and picking on my patriots i don't even remember to i mean we 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 take digs in new england all the time so it makes sense <laughs> right so first my west sounds picks, on, sounds, on sounds like us yeah. nfc west for uncle rich he picked the rams whoa should be better than last year seems like for a lot of teams one bad year than one good year so he's back on the rams he has the 49ers next he said who will be at quarterback the rookie that they had no faith in last year um, which I think he means Trey Lance. Right. Or what does he mean, Brock? I don't think he means Brock Purdy. No, I think he means, he means Trey the, Lance. The rookie in right. his, the, the big time rookie that was in his second year right. got injured. I don't know. Um, he says he likes Purdy, but will he be available? That's the big right. question. Seahawks, can Geno Smith do it again? We had that same discussion. And the Cardinals, what a mess enough said. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. So he's, he has flip flops with us with, uh, actually, I think we had the Rams in third. So yeah. he has the Rams yeah. up in first. Um, we both had the 49ers, but we still thought the Seahawks would be pretty good this year. In the AFC West, he says Chiefs until Mahomes proves to be human. Chargers have got to be better. Don't let the coach lose their games. We talked about that with the Chargers. The Raiders, he has next. Okay. A healthy Jimmy G would help, and I he has faced in Josh McDaniels. The exact opposite of everything we've said about the Raiders there. The Broncos, and he says, why does everyone love the Broncos? I have him in second. I'm pretty sure I had him in second right. in the division. Because I believe in Sean Payton more than I believe in Josh McDaniels. Is Payton I that in... great a coach? But he right. is better than last year's coach. So he well, gives Payton the benefit Patriots of the doubt Patriots West out in Oakland. Right. Well, no, not Oakland. So, so he has Vegas. a love affair with yeah. Jimmy G and right. Josh McDaniels. We're not buying into that. We had the Raiders in last. Uh, I had the Broncos in second. I think you had the Chargers in second. I think I did. I yeah. think, yes. Yeah. So we'll see. So my uncle goes Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, one to four. Now he says, now what about that Patriots in the in the trash? Like that you're just gonna get that from us. It's just we're we're certified Patriot haters. You know that. Uh here is going to invite you two to come up and honor the greatest quarterback to ever play when he returns for our first game of the year. Yes, Tom Brady the GOAT. And it will even be played against Justin's Eagles. The only ticket more expensive at Gillette Stadium is the ticket for Taylor Swift this weekend. And that's not a lie or an exaggeration. I'm sure it was. That's it for now. I'll be listening to your show. Probably your only Pats fan. That's my Uncle Rich. Pats fan. Um, you know it. We know it. We love it. Uh, great conversation as always. Thank you for the email. Appreciate you always listening to the show. Yeah, Taylor Swift is in Philly and then Boston, I think, in back-to-back weekends. Yeah. Multiple sellouts. Just, like, absurd. Absurd what she's been able to pull. Yeah. Uh, but pretty fun, pretty cool. I I, I enjoy that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily. I'm 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 not a Swifty by any. You know, but you're, but any, you're not like but, anti, right? No, I like her songs come on. I listen to them. I have I have a bunch of her albums. I would never pay money to go see her in concert because that's a lie. I already mm-hmm. paid money to see her in concert. 
because she opened for Rascal Flatts <laughs> when I saw Rascal Flatts in concert in Indiana in 2008, which is just blows my mind that Taylor Swift was opening for Rascal Flatts because at the time, 2008, Taylor Swift wasn't this phenomenon. She was just bursting onto the scene because in 2007, or around then, maybe it was late 06, she released Teardrops on My Guitar. And Kelly and I laughed as we drove around Indiana because every time we got into the car, that song was on like clockwork, no matter what. And we could be getting in the car and getting back in the car 15 minutes later, and it would be on one of the two stations we listened to and here every she is. time. And here she is, yeah, 15 years later, and she's the biggest name in entertainment, yeah. the biggest celebrity on the planet. And, I mean, this stuff with her concert is just nutso. Ross Tucker took his family yeah, to see. Yeah, I saw that. That was really cool. Um, <coughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I have nothing against Taylor Swift whatsoever. And it is cool that you can say that she spent a lot of her time in the Y missing yeah, area. Yeah. I mean, her Christmas song was about the, the her first house that I think the farm that she grew up right. in. So, uh, really cool. So, um, Uncle Rich, you have to let me know. Did you go to that Taylor Swift concert? I want to say no, but you know, I wouldn't no, put I'm it past. Go, Honestly, his, his granddaughter went to see her a couple times though. Yeah. So. That was a pretty cool experience. I, I mean, I would have, I would have certainly taken the girls if someone could find tickets at a reasonable price. But spoiler, That's that wasn't happening. happening. <laughs> so yeah, uh, great show. I think Justin, we yeah. uh, finished a undefeated season. So can you imagine a Hawaii FAU national championship game that ends fourteen <laughs> seven? No, because if Hawaii's in it, you're scoring seventy four points. Well, they not... were the second ranked offense that we oh. held. Well, seven your points. defense held them right. to seven points, and I did what I do best, and I grind. Four minute quarters will do wonders. <laughs> I grind it down, and uh, yeah, here we are. So, uh, thanks for everyone that stuck it out with us. Uh, we I, we're not going to be playing any more of the college football game on the air. I don't. I mean, maybe next time we could quick go through our coaching decisions as we talk about yeah, the AFC yeah, NFC yeah. North, but it won't take up. A, a bulk right, of the show right. we'll do that while we discuss the north but we can sim through the end of this and see if we're staying at fau for a fifth year or moving on to a bigger program i don't know if one's going to pull us away except penn state yeah because i'm kind of grown an affinity to playing at fau yeah. and you know the dream job is penn state i don't want to go to a mid-tier power five team no. You know, and I think weren't we in the running for like the USC job or Texas or Oklahoma? So there was a big team last yeah. year, and we yeah. were like, no, right. hey, it's a good thing we said no right. because we just went what twelve or thirteen and no. Thirteen. So yeah, awesome. Um, but that's it from us here, Justin. You have any shout outs or anything? No. Anything to say before we get out of here? I don't think so. Uh, I feel like there were a bunch of birthdays recently. Uh, last week, um, Nick celebrated. So happy belated to uh, to Nick. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I messaged a bunch of people this last week, and I can't remember. Uh, happy belated Mother's Day. We weren't on the air last week to celebrate with our, our moms and our wives. They got to do so by being at home with uh, two little girls with strep throat. So I didn't even get to see my mom, unfortunately. Uh, but did get to hang out with Kelly, and that was great. And uh, video chatted with uh, with her mom and, and my mom. So uh, we hope everyone had a great Mother's Day. And we hope everyone has a great Memorial Day next weekend. Yes. I hope it's great weather. I hope everyone has a lot of fun uh, and takes a moment to uh, remember what the day is all about. And then uh, it just enjoy, just have fun with uh, friends and family and the unofficial kickoff of summer as we Absolutely. look forward to football because that's what summer is all about, football. So <sighs> Leading up to July, the best month of the year. Hey, you know what starts tomorrow? West football throw arounds. So hey, always Monday before Memorial Day, friends are got the kids out there. 
next month or tomorrow, next Tuesday, and then usually that first Monday in June is when I join. So it's it's here. It's football season. Like that's why we're doing our preview. This is this is all about football. So all right, that wraps us up here. Um what did I say? 381? Yes. Yeah. So the end of episode 381 for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back in two weeks with part three of our 2023 NFL preview. Talk to you all again real soon. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap show brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Home to other productions, such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time... 